Sukkah, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Yud Aleph, 111. And this Mishnah further discusses the topic of walls. But here it's interesting. The Mishnah basically wants to know what happens if your wall and your roof, the schach, if you will, are essentially one and the same. Is that going to be acceptable? So the Mishnah has a couple pictures. The first picture is called the tzrif. Um, and the, the tzrif is, according to the Bartonura, essentially like a tent. You just Or think of like how you take two... When you make a house of cards, you have two cards leaning up against each other to make sort of just like a, a V-shape. So what happens if you have schach on either side leaning against one another to make sort of like a V-shaped tent, if you will, where the walls and the schach, which is one and the same, are kosher schach. According to Rashi, the picture is a little different. It's more like a teepee, meaning it's a like conical in shape. It comes to points at the tip. But the idea is the same. There's no flat roof on top. It's just, it's just uh, walls which bend over and come to a tip. So is that okay, where the walls and the schach are one and the same? Is that acceptable as a sukkah or not? So the Mishnah says, Ha'osa sukkaso kemin tzrif. If one made a sukkah in the shape of the tzrif, like the tenth shape V, if you will, inverted V, or like the tipi, all made of kosher schach, o she samcha l'kotel, or if you made what, what's called a lean-to, and that means that you basically take the schach, think of like you know, a bunch of series of palm branches, and lean them all against a wall. So instead of having... Uh, like a inverted V shape, you just have essentially like a kind of like a triangle where like it's a right triangle where the the base of the triangle is the floor, the altitude, the, the one leg of the triangle is the wall, and then the hypotenuse, the diagonal of the triangle is just a series of schach. So that vertical wall is the schach and the wall at the same time. Is that can be okay? So Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer Poso, Rabbi Eliezer says, no, it's not okay. You need to have something identifiable as a wall and something else as schach. So you have some sort of um, separate vertical piece, at least a tefach high, or some separate horizontal piece, at least a tefach wide, um, separate from, you know, what we just described, those cases. Mipnei la gag, because the description that we had, where we have this inverted V-shape, um, or the tipi, or the lean-to, there's no roof which is distinct from the walls, and that's unacceptable, says Rabbi Yezer. But the Chacham say, yes, it is acceptable. In other words, we simply look at like the te- the first 10 vertical Tfachim, if you will, as being wall, and then everything thereafter being like the roof, the Schach, even though it's, you know, one contiguous piece of Schach. And if, let's look at the, let's talk about the Tzrif shape. If you could fit a, a cube inside the space defined by the Tzrif, and that cube is seven Tfachim, wide, and seven tefachim long, and ten tefachim high. So then, that would be a kosher sukkah. The area above the cube is the schach, and it's kosher to be there, and the edges will be like essentially dofen akuma, part of beneath the walls. Now, on this, the halach is like Rabbi Eliezer, meaning it's not acceptable. The lean-to, and the tzrif, the tipi, or the whatever it is, the, the tent, just using schach, is not acceptable. You do need to have a uh, vertical piece that's a wall or a horizontal people piece that's a roof that's distinct from the other. Um, that's period. Now, that's a din. That being the case, you might ask the question, well, why in the world would the lacha be like Rabbi Eliezer against the chum, the rules in general? We have a machlok between an individual and the majority of rabbis, the chachamim, so the lacha goes like the chachamim. Um, but here, the Gemara ends up saying that the identities of, that the attributions got mixed up. That in truth, the 
opinion, the first opinion, that it's unacceptable should be attributed to the Chachamim, and the second opinion, that it is okay, should be attributed to Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, fine. Now, the Mishnah continues on, but it's like a new paragraph. It's a new thought altogether. And here, let me explain it to outside before I show the words inside. The basic question is, what happens if you take a, a, a mat of reeds, and that reed mat you use as schach? Is that acceptable? And I know people do that very often today. So what's concerning the Mishnah is that reed mats are usable as um, items that you sleep on. Nowadays, I realize people do not sit or sleep on reed mats, but in the Orient, they still do, and certainly in the time of the Mishnah, many people did. So the question is, is this acceptable as schach? And the problem is, if this is something which is for sleeping on, so then this mat would be makabal tuma. It's tuma susceptible because of tumas medras, anything that's designed to support human weight for lying on, sitting on, um, riding on, if it's made of any of those um, seven industrial materials that are makabal tuma, including things that grow from the ground, which is called eights, like reeds or wood and so on. So then it's, yes, makabal tuma, which would make it unacceptable to be used as schach. So to understand the mission a little more, we're going to have two categories of reed mats, and there's going to be what's called the large ones and the small ones. Okay, the large ones um, are... The, the, that's let me so that's that now what defines large is that it's well, like what defines small let me put it like that better sorry what defines a small reed mat is that it's basically kind of the size of like a twin mattress that's big enough for one person it's like wide as a person a little bit longer than a person and it's like a one person to sleep one person um a small twin mattress um whereas the large mat is bigger than that so the mission says machatzelas kanem gadola if you have a large reed mat, meaning it's bigger than just for one person, so then, if, when you manufactured it, you explicitly intended that this mat is going to be for lying on, then, it's tuma susceptible, and therefore, since it's makabal tuma, it will be invalid for srach. However, if you just manufacture this large reed mat without having any specific in mind, no designation, so then it's going to be acceptable. And similarly, when it comes to a small reed mat, which the words now are not explicit in the Mishnah, but this next case is referring to a small reed mat, if, if you made it specifically for covering your sukkah, then 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 you could use it as schach ve'enam akabela tuma, and it's not tuma susceptible, meaning, but if you made it without any specific designation in mind, the Tanakama holds that the the de facto use for a small reed mat is indeed for sleeping on, and therefore it would not be kosher, it would be yes, makabal tuma. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Rabbi Eliezer disagrees, and he says, it doesn't matter whether it's a large mat or a small mat. A sa'a, and now the way to understand this word is, in in general, the way they are made is l'shchiva, is for lying on. And therefore, both large and small reed mats are unacceptable for uses in schach because they are mekabelas tuma, they're tuma susceptible, and therefore in mesachinba, you can't use them for schach. But if you made them l'sikuch, specifically, the large or small mat, you made specifically 
not for lying down, but for schach purposes, then mesach and bavein makabel's tuma. Then you could use it for schach, and it's not makabel tuma. It's not tuma susceptible. So in short, here we have a machlokus. According to Rabbi both large and small mats in general are made for lying down on. According to Tanakama, just small mats in general lying down on, and therefore both would agree when it comes to small mats, you can't use them as schach unless you specifically intended them to be schach and not for lying on. Whereas when it comes to big mats, it's a machlokus. Tanakama holds big mats you could use for schach if you don't have a specific purpose for the mind, and certainly if you intend them for schach, whereas Rabbi Lezer says, no, you can't. You have to specifically designate to be for schach. The halacha here is like the chachamim, as they're straightforwardly said. So therefore, we're saying no, any like that. We're saying when it comes to small mats, you have to specifically intend them to be from schach from the outset. When it comes to large mats, if you have nothing specific in mind, they'd be okay for usage as schach.